Hi, this is Jason, lead pastor at Casper Alliance Church, and welcome to another episode of Meet the Day. This is the third part of uh, working through the Sermon on the Mount uh, within my church family, Casper Alliance Church here in Casper. Jesus is going into uh, verse 27 of chapter 5. Uh, if you've been following along the last couple days, we've uh, found that Jesus is trying to begin to shape uh, his followers into a new type of Christian community, a new type of a community that uh, is focused on, on heart issues, not just the rules and regulations of the Old Testament or the rules and regulations of the Ten Commandments, but to really get down, and I said this multiple times in the teaching, to get down into the heart level, to expose the heart, uh, to, to, to really reveal our desires and who we are as people as we begin to relate with one another. And Jesus focused uh, on this first part of Matthew chapter 5 on relationships with one another, and, and he's going to continue to deal with that. But he's going into a harder area, and this is really targeted at men. So uh, when you hear me begin to teach here in a few minutes, uh, it, he, I'm going to pick it up on verse 27 of Matthew chapter 5. But here's what's going on. I'm going to give a slight intro. Jesus is beginning to look at desire. And, and specifically look at sexual desire of men and how men in the first century and even in historically abused women and treated them inappropriately. Jesus is, is taking women and elevating their place within the Christian community to give them proper uh, relationship to, to other men and to God the Father. And so be, for so long women's place was pushed down and, and men could just do whatever they wanted and so this is a, a restoration of the relationship of women into the community one of the things that jesus really attacks here is is men's desire to get what they want or to treat other people as objects you'll hear me say in this teaching about dehumanization to that that jesus was elevating the humanity and the dignity of women and so this is a hard teaching, a hard teaching for even our current contemporary culture. And if we were to uh, hear this teaching now, it would, it would impact the soul really heavily. Because the way in which we look at one another oftentimes becomes selfish. And so Jesus is attacking that again and saying, you are not going to do this. I don't want you to lust. I don't want you to break relationships out of selfishness. I don't want you to live in a way that elevates you over another person, especially when it comes to your own personal desire. This is a challenge for us. I hope you enjoy this teaching. Talk to you on the other side. Verse 27, you have heard that it was said you should not commit adultery. But I say to you, I say to you, great, I haven't cheated on my wife. Once again, here's a cupcake or a cookie for you. Here's your blue ribbon prize. Take it home and celebrate. Here is your small little trophy. You didn't cheat on your wife. But, and I'm speaking to men right now, sorry. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already done what? Committed adultery with her in his heart. And Jesus goes really far and he says what? If your right eye causes you to sin, rip it out of your face. He's not pulling punches here. He's not messing around. He's saying there's such an issue here. There's such an issue to where women are objectified. And what is Jesus doing? He's leveling the playing field. He's saying, you men, you wander around town lustfully looking at women, lustfully taking women for however you want, for your own sexual desire. Your desire trumps any other person's 
life and dignity. And what Jesus is doing right here is he's restoring dignity to the female that's walking the planet. He's saying, you're not above her. She has a life and dignity that you need to respect. You don't get to look at her that way. If you're going to follow me, you're going to live different. You're going to have a heart and a soul that looks at women with dignity and honor and lifts them up and restores their place in the family of God. And this is an attack on the heart and soul and our passions and what we have. I mean, it's, this is Jesus attacking men of the day saying, you can't do that. Jesus is comparing this kind of surface level behavior and saying it's not acceptable. And he's drilling down, getting deeper to the soul stuff. I've talked about this on Sunday mornings before. Like if we were to reveal our souls to each other and show our thought life to one another, it would be ugly. We would be embarrassed. We would be fearful maybe of one another in some ways. And this is what Jesus is is drilling down to, saying this matters. The stuff down here matters. You can behave and perform and pretend And people can look at you and say, wow, you're doing great. But what's going on here? Are you saying you fool? Men, are you dehumanizing other women for your own pleasures? And Jesus is saying, I don't care if it's physical or emotional. And what he's doing is exposing the heart. He's ripping the chest right open and getting right to the soul of the matter. You will not in my community, in my kingdom, dehumanize women. They are not objects. They are not objects. Now, if we were to take that into our current culture, right? right? That's scary. What if Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount today? Yikes, church. That's a big deal for us. Are we standing on the front lines saying you will not dehumanize women? He he takes it a step further. Verse 31. It's also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual morality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. I've sat in too many meetings in my lifetime in a church where we just would perseverate on these verses and try to create some sort of church rule on how somebody should get remarried or not remarried, or if they're allowed to remarry, or is this okay? Is this relationship okay? Can we, can we do the wedding here? I'm talking hours of time. And Jesus isn't saying, here, church, I want you to build out a doctrine and a, and a policy on how you're going to do marriages for people who end up getting divorced. What he's doing is he's saying, we're not going to do it the way we used to do it. Men could walk around and get divorced for any reason they wanted to in the first century. Jewish men could divorce for whatever reason they wanted to. It didn't have to matter. It didn't even matter at all. All they had to do was get enough votes on their side from the rabbis and say, yeah, you're okay to divorce. How does a rabbi get paid off? A couple bucks under the table. And I know I'm doing some inference here, but this is all about leveling the playfield again between men and women. 
and saying women are not going to be abused in relationships any longer. You're not going to be able to come and just say, I'm tired of you. I don't want to have a part with you. You know what? You have some gray hair. I think I'm done. I want to move on to a younger, better version of you. Or even worse, guess what? You can't have kids anymore. So I'm going to go find somebody else that I can have kids with. And they would go to a rabbi and say, I want to divorce this woman because she can't bear children any longer. Is this really about divorce? Well, maybe a little bit, but it's more about bringing women and men to the same playing field, that we are equal in the kingdom of God. It's not lowering women any longer. It's elevating the person of a woman and saying she has place and power. And if you start to look that out and feel that out through all of the Gospels, one of the most important stories in all of Scripture for Jesus is what? The woman at who? The woman at the well, where he encounters her, doesn't condemn her. He elevates her as a person. She, he elevates her as a woman under the kingdom that says, if you repent and follow me, you will be changed and your heart will be cleansed. And all of that sin, does he hold her accountable to her life? Absolutely. Does he pretend like she didn't sin? No, not at all. She, but he elevates her and makes her a person. It says you are allowed to have the same life that your brother or your husband or your six husbands have in Jesus, in me. And because of the restorative nature of the gospel, the reconciliation nature of the gospel, we all have life under Jesus, in Jesus alone. And so Jesus is restoring dignity, and that exposes the, the Pharisees and the scribes right now who've taken money under the table to say, yeah, you can get divorced, and you can get divorced, and you can get divorced, because give me a couple bucks, and I'll, I'll vote for it, absolutely. No more. No more. This was an extreme oppression of women, this divorce culture in the first century. And Jesus is elevating the dignity of Jewish women. What a difficult reminder uh, to the people following Jesus that there is a way in which we need to interact with one another. And how we've done it in the past is no longer going to be how we do it in the future. I think that as the current Christian community, the church of today, uh, we need to take these verses and begin to use them and how we live and interact and even observe and are on the front lines of the world today. One of the things that I felt challenged by just even reading through it and having some impact is, is even in my own relationship with my wife, is, are there times where I'm lowering her so that she doesn't have uh, a proper place as an equal, or as a, as a person who's living and walking life with me as we parent? Am I, am I diminishing her words and her value? And, 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 and that really hit home to me. Like there are times where I, I can dismiss my wife who I've spent 20 years with and love dearly. And she's my best friend, but I, I lower her voice because just because, and it was a, it's been a challenge to me to, to think through this and how, how am I use, how am I abusing uh, these the the thing that Jesus is trying to attack. How am I actually living out the thing that Jesus is speaking against? And so uh, again, as a church today, I think it's a challenge for us to begin to look and inspect those areas of our lives. Are we on the front lines of elevating women? Are we on the front lines of protecting the least of these? Are we on the front lines of of honoring and making a place uh, for safety? For, for women? Are we attacking areas of sin in the world? Are we becoming a church that stands above reproach, who, who can say with, with great confidence, no, you're not going to, to look at women 
this way. You're not going to talk about women this way. Are we gonna? Are we willing as a church to step out and and attack the current sexualized culture that we live in today? I think that that's a huge challenge. I don't think it ever stopped being a challenge for us, and that's why Jesus inserted this into his primary teaching. It, sure, we we talk about lust, and he's talking about lust. And he's talking about divorce, but at at a deeper level, this is all about how women are treated poorly. Uh, in in society i think that's hard for us i think it's hard because we don't know where we can fit in and where we can step in that's what going to be i think my challenge for us as as a community as as we talk about this and as i get to fill in for meet the day is let's look and explore and try to find ways within our communities to elevate and protect and care for women in our community I'm sure in, in many of our churches, you might know somebody who, who needs a lift, who needs help, who needs support, who needs care, who, who maybe there's a single mom out there who could, who could use assistance. I, I, I challenge you as churches out there to, to begin to think about those people, to, to, to make action, to put action steps into, into a plan so that you can be on the front lines. Don't allow abuse to take place. And I, I know abuse is a heavy word, but let's, let's not even let marginal disrespect take place. Let's be champions of, of the dignity of one another. De, let's not dehumanize people by allowing things to just take place in our community when we know it's wrong. I think this is where the church can step in and go, wait, we have a voice into this. We have been given a call. In fact, our Lord and Savior, Jesus, taught us that we need to do this better, do this differently. We need to live out front ahead of the evil that is happening around in our world. I know that's hard, but as, as church families out there, we have to take these steps to begin to attack the lowering of women in our society. Jesus Again, Jesus hit it and hit it hard, and we don't get to avoid it. We don't get to ignore it. I'm going to pray for us uh, because I, th I think we're stirring a little bit and figuring out what do we do? What do we do? So I'm going to pray that God would give us an opportunity and God would reveal to us a, a place where we can uh, have a voice and God would show us uh, maybe people in our own church communities or in our neighborhoods that we can assist and help or support or care for. So let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for uh, the opportunity to be able to even speak into some of these situations and speak into this and, and share even from my own heart and my own personal life uh, and, and, and reveal uh, my, expose my weaknesses or expose my uh, failures uh, in front of uh, thousands of people on the radio. And so, Lord, I, I pray as, as we listen to your words through the Sermon on the Mount and as we reflect on them, Lord, I pray that you would give us opportunities and you would give us a vision and you would give us people that we could take care of, especially women that we could help in our own communities who are at risk, who are potentially uh, in abusive relationships, who need a lift, who need help, who, who we need to, to, to speak life and love into, who we need to give, give uh, encouragement to. Lord, help us to find and see those people. Help us to not ignore this issue in our communities. Help us to, to lift our eyes up so that we can see the injustice and the hurt and the, the dehumanization 
of, of people in our communities. And, and Lord, bring us to the forefront so that we can have a voice. Lord, we, we feel and hear this challenge from your scripture, and we want to live it out. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in today to Meet the Day. Hope you have a great day.